Hey, David Andrews with DNA Custom Knives. Glad <laughs> you joined us tonight. How you doing? Good, good. I'm glad I finally got this figured out. That's okay. I just sent an invitation to Aaron. He's going to be popping in here in a minute, hopefully. All right. And uh, we can talk about knives and all that good stuff that you guys do. Looky there, Mr. Aaron. A lot of familiar names on here now. Now it's looking right. Yeah, there we go. Oh, right. If the apocalypse hit, we're going to be good with water. We'll be good with food, ammunition, guns, knives. But we're going to be in trouble if it's a computer-related issue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will. I'm telling you, it's funny because every time we do a podcast – there's a problem with something. <laughs> and it's it's always different. It's a learning curve like anything. And we're getting better, but it's just funny. I mean, uh, we did an interview with, uh, we call him Taxidermy Bob out of Minnesota, and they couldn't hear me for it. It's just funny. It's always something. Um, but it's always anyway. Trying to, trying to take some uh, apocalyptic events to some guys that are hands-on i just the technology puts a beat into me quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) it's just funny because i'm telling you i mean like guys can shoot a thousand yards and pack out a a bear or gims buck whatever the case may be but by god we can't work a cell phone (laughs) yep (laughs) so anyway anyway so um real quick uh this is just another edition of american outdoors uh podcast and um, we're going to have a talk with David Andrews from DNA custom LLC and, uh, Aaron's on the line with us as well. Just, um, Aaron, I'm going to let you kind of handle this one a little more than me. Cause this is your wheelhouse, but you know, just David kind of go over some of the stuff, who you are, what you do, where you're from, you know, give us a rundown for our viewers and listeners and, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, Ryan. Thanks, man. Yeah, we got David Andrews on. He became a good friend of mine on the American Outdoors today. He is from DNA Customs LLC, like we said. We're just going to give him a prelude and kind of some history on that and uh, get all three of us from across the country here to hear a little bit about custom knives and what's the difference and where we're at and how they uh, they could be the right thing for you. So, David, you want to go ahead and tell us maybe a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm from South Salem, New York, just about an hour north of uh, New York City. Um, I've been in love with knives since I was 10. Uh, the knife that got me into knives was a butterfly knife. That was my third <laughs> question, dang it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, That was it. I, I love the mechanics of it. Um, and I just decided one day, what, about four years ago to try my hand at making knives and the first handful of them were pretty ugly but since then they've gotten uh way better over over the years and my whole philosophy of it is just keep it simple a knife is a cutting tool at at the end of the day and each knife has its purpose um so the real question i have is can you like flip a butterfly like legit whip a butterfly knife around like you see on tv oh no 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 <laughs> if so i want how many fingers you got left he's got, he's got all four he's good yeah <laughs> all four <laughs> thumbs not a finger i don't believe it. okay well i just curious because i just i've seen people do it and that's amazing but anyway so 
Yeah. Do you do you specialize in anything? I mean, do you like hunting knives, kitchen knives? What's your like forte? So my my forte, I would say, is probably more for the outdoor market. Um, that's that's what I know. That's what I've used. And but everyone wants kitchen knives because everyone uses a kitchen knife. So yeah. 90% of my business are kitchen knives, but I enjoy making the outdoor knives more. Hmm. Um, yes. And it's, it's, it's been a real treat talking to Aaron over what's got to be what, like the last year, year and a half or so. It's, it's been like a year. Yeah. A year, just a couple months over since you and I had met and started talking and kind of grew our friendship from there and found out we were like-minded and, been a great road that's why i was like man we got to talk to this guy today so funny thing short ryan actually touched one of your knives in kansas and we like to say it's a small world but a knife from new york hunted in new mexico hunted in kansas ryan held it i mean just the places and things that it's been it has as many bumps and bruises as myself and i i love hearing stories that go along with my knives more often than not the, a lot of people that end up buying my knives, you know, maybe they'll use it a couple times, but they're not getting any solid use. And that's why I love having you use my knives. I get to hear solid feedback. It's exciting. I know, you know, pros and cons, what to work on, what to go with, and just to kind of create a whole game plan for another knife. Man, that's a... How many- Ryan, do you have a lot of do you have a lot of styles? Sorry. Um. So I, I like to do a lot of custom stuff. So if somebody has has an idea, um, I'll work with them with that idea, and if the idea is just getting too crazy, I'll kind of dial them back into something that's going to be a bit more functional. Um, but as for styles, I probably have forty different templates of knives that I've made. Gotcha. Yeah. Quite a few. Ryan's experience with knives is uh very vast as well. He's I know personally he's skinned personally hundreds as not even a uh advanced remark, but hundreds of animals Ryan has skinned and gutted. I've seen him do it and he's just had a ton of hands on as well. So he's a wow. great asset in that knowledge <laughs> from what all he's done. So I was like, Man, this is kinda this has gotta happen and uh yeah, David's very right. His knives, he kind of works on and changes things throughout as they develop for a, a hands-on user. But the kitchen knives he makes are pretty exquisite. Um, they're they're really nice fit and finish. I know we're unbiased here, but I've been, like I said, using his knife now for about a year. And so uh, it's earned its keep with me in its spot. So it's not like I just got it for free and was like, man, this is the thing you got to buy. Da da da. I had a lot of field time with it and it's treated me well. Uh, I love hearing that. <laughs> so I can tell you, and just so you guys know, in 2018, I know for a fact on my ranch alone, Dodge city exotics, I skinned over 200 animals just to give you guys, Jeez. you know what I did? It, and you know what I used <laughs> the whole time? And I'm not knocking I'm not biased. It's just what fits me. And I'd like to get a, is I used an outdoor edge swing blade for almost every one of those. Yep. And, and that, the problem with that is it doesn't, it works great for me and their gut hook is awesome. The way it's designed. It's not a hook. It's, it's that. A zipper. It's got a dull end. Zipper. Maybe you'd call it. 
it's hard to get sharpened again. Yes. I mean, it really is. I hit it on a piece of steel. You know, you're not going to skin one animal without resharpening that blade. And that's one of the things I'm personally trying to get away from. They lifetime warranty them. I'm a rep for them just because I, I use their stuff. But, you know, the replaceable blades, we can go to that. You know why they're replaceable? Because they don't last long. Right? Yep. yep. <laughs> they get dull. I don't mm-hmm. care. What, I mean, that's just a proven fact. They gets dull. The average guy can take that knife, pop it out, and replace it. And it's because the average person doesn't have a skill set to sharpen a knife worth of crap. I mean, I'm no different. But that's why you got to get a custom knife that's that the steel is going to be different or whatever. You, what are you making them out of? I mean, because I know there's there's a list of opportunities to make them. But I see guys at shows making them out of railroad st- spikes and uh, old files. But um, my my point is, the better the quality of the knife, typically the better the edge. You don't have to sharpen it as much because it's a harder steel. It's not a what I call, you know, like a box store product where it's fast and furious. You're getting a product that lasts longer, holds an edge longer, and is easier to resharpen, correct? Absolutely. So I don't know the steel from steel. I don't know anything about it. So <laughs> what, what is, you know, typically I see, is it like just standard? I mean, it says made in China stainless steel, right? Is that what you're going to see on a basic knife that's you'll never see that on any one of my knives (laughs) correct not on yours but i'm saying on a standard knife is that a typical Uh, stamp you you will see that on more often than not for sure okay so then what what is yours made out of what your standard's gonna say it'll be 440c or something like that if it's a stainless you know yeah right what i'm getting at i guess is I know your knife is going to be a better knife. Tell me why. So the, the steel I use um, for a lot of my, for all my kitchen knives and for my smaller outdoor knives is AEBL. And AEBL is a stainless steel and it takes a, uh, it takes a very fine edge and it's not difficult to resharpen, which I think is very important. Correct. It takes a fine edge. It holds a fine edge. um, And it's, with a simple stone, a strop, you can keep that that edge, hair popping sharp, in the field, no problem. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I. So, do you make your hunting knives out of that same? Yes. A E B L material. Yeah. All your knives are made out of the same thing. Not all of them. If if I'm getting okay. into bigger knives, um, I've always loved uh, 154 CM and the CPM. 154 which is just the newer version the carbides are better in the steel um but i really have a soft spot for aebl gotcha yeah i agree with that likewise user user friendly i mean that's what i don't i don't like the term handy homeowner but you know it's a user friendly it's a high quality tool that a um that the average guy can resharpen for sure if, if you have a basic knowledge of sharpening you can definitely keep an edge on it in the field. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I have to, so I'm not, not like say, I love my outdoor edge, uh, but you know, to resharpen it, I have, you almost have to have a machine. Yep. You can't, I mean, yes, I hit it on a, like I said, I hit it on a steel piece, but still, I mean, when I worked at the hospital there, I would have the surgeon guys who sharpen surgery tools. They'd have to re edge it because it would be, you, you wouldn't have an edge. It would, 
Yeah. Yeah. Not. It's a good. It's a good knife, but I I can definitely see the purpose for everybody to switch over to. I, and I say custom. I mean, I know that's a broad term, but to a to a higher quality knife. I mean, yep. do you want to sit there and whittle on an animal, or do you want to cut it? Because there's nothing worse than a dull knife, and everybody knows that. Yep, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yep, it's embarrassing. I run a business. I'm gonna now. I'm here in Indiana on another high end. This is a high end whitetail ranch. We do exotics as well. You imagine how embarrassing it is when your knife can't cut through the hide, or somebody says, "I want those back straps out," and you're just butchering them. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I've seen it before. I mean, I've done it. That you doesn't know, happen. We we all forget our tools, and you get there, or you get there, and you forget your pocket knife, or whatever the case may be, and yep. you borrow somebody else's who opens it up out of the package from Walmart. Yep. And the dang thing, you can't brand new. They don't cut. No. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's yeah. definitely a, a designer intent on a lot of that that David gets into with his particular knives and steel choices. And to not go too deep into that, there's a big segment on uh, the At Brave West Outdoors page if people want to check it out, where I really dive into some grinds and materials and things like that. That I, I kind of did that for David in cahoots prior to him making my first knife for me. So there's some great info there. But what a. What the real biggest difference is, is um, how we said we're unbiased and this and that. I, I do carry a rechangeable blade as well. Um, David knows that. So yep. having a couple of uh, different options in your toolbox never hurts. But for the regular guy, that being said, you do get a custom knife. I put that through nine animals without a single skate before sharpening, I guess you could say. So that's a big, a big perk to it. I, I know very few hunts where you're going to, harvest nine animals in one go you know so yep yeah and you're right i mean you have different just like a toolbox i mean you may have your favorite hammer but you're gonna have a different hammer for other things and and i'm the same way i mean i carry one knife for one thing but you know if you got to skin the face off or cap it and get ready you know for taxidermy you can't have a big bulky knife for that you got to have your little blades and your scalpels and your havalon blades and such i mean (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm not knocking, like I say, we're, we're completely unbiased. I love talking to people and hearing what they use, but you know, we're unbiased. We, we try everything. And, um, obviously Aaron loves your knife and that's, that's why we wanted to talk to you just to hear about the different, uh, materials. So some of the other things like handles, so handle options, what do you make your handles out of? I mean, do you do wraps? What, what kind of stuff do you do? Um, Everything from G10, Micartas, uh, just a straight grain hardwoods to burls. Um, and the, the list of handle materials nowadays are, are so vast. Everything from pine cone to cactus to uh, if pine, you say pine cones. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it's a pretty cool look. But it's, if, if you can cast, if you can dry something out enough and cast it in resin, you, oh, you can, okay. you can put it on a knife, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Ryan needs a pine cone handled knife. I, I was I, just thinking that I need a pine cone handled knife. I see <laughs> it on your belt right now. You know, that's your whitetail master right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you um, I'm, I'm not, I am, you know, we do so many animals. I am picky, 
But like I say, I like the knife. I saw Aaron's knife. I mean, it's a good knife. It's it's custom knives are unbeatable. In and that's just a fact because it's made with appropriate materials with a guy who cares about what he did. Yep. And that sells itself. I mean, yep. so do you do many deer handles? I like like antler bone. Do you get a lot of that? Um for a lot of, of my knives, the way I contour the handles, I haven't wanted to use those because I would grind out a lot of gotcha. the, the the natural um, stubbiness of, of an antler. So gotcha. Yeah, you know. I've never been a fan of them. I was just curious. I, people love them. I mean, it's a huge thing, but I like. I'm. I say practical. I mean, I yeah. need one that I can use, and and that's what you sell is a usable knife, not a you know. You know I mean, sure, you sell custom pieces that people hang on their walls for, you know, decorations. But yep. just like anybody else, you want to see that thing get used. You want people to put it to the test. Yep, yep. I've I've made too many knives that don't get used by people, so it's it's a little <laughs> frustrating. But it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Well, you know, it's a business. It's, I mean, it is. You you gotta you gotta make different price points. You gotta make different products. You gotta make different styles, and you're gonna have different customers. It's just like in the hunting world. Not everybody can afford a five thousand dollar animal, so we have to shoot five hundred dollar animals. I mean, you just you do what you do. Some people like it. Some people don't. It's business. And yep. at the end of the day, we all gotta pay bills. That's very true. That's it. So, do do you so sheaths? What kind of? I mean, what's your? Do you do sheaths with all of them? All that good? I mean, belt hooks. Do you? What kind of sheaths do you offer? Um, so I've I've been getting my sheaths from a guy out in Texas. Just a a a standard leather sheath, um, where the knife sits a little bit deeper in it, so you don't need any retention straps. Um, And as for Kydex, I've been going through one of Aaron's friends. jc and he's been making some great stuff hmm interesting are they just all leather or do they make in canvas what's the material they're making them out of uh there's what as there's the kydex sheaths which are just a thermoplastic that gets molded around the knife so you get a solid retention and then for more more of the classic look you just get um i prefer brown like a natural brown leather. Gotcha. Just a good leather knife. Yep. Good leather. Good leather sheath. Yep. Hard to beat. There's some custom options out there now for leather wrap Kydex from for a retention standpoint. For a lot of the environments and things I do where I, I take a uh, a plausibility of maybe getting wet and having to put my knife away best I can dry is why I stay away from weather a little bit. That's just due to some of the elements and style of hunting and things like that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, those leather knives are definitely classy and the gentleman's knife for sure. They fit on your belt. Great. And wear them in everything like that. Yep. So, but yeah, try one. I know that no, I, need to get, I need to get one. Now I've got this pine cone thing in my head <laughs> and all I can imagine is grabbing a pine cone. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid because it's not, but it's like, the hell would grab a pine cone? Fucking knife. <laughs> pine cone knife. <laughs> they, they look oh, pretty no. amazing. It's a conversation piece too. I mean, people always ask because of what we do. They they always say, What what's your favorite? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? You know what I mean? And I like to give an honest opinion and I think it'd be cool. So, no, it's so super cool. 
still knowing I want one price point. I mean, what, what's the average, like, where do you, where do knife custom knives start? Where do custom knives end? I mean, in your world, not everybody else's. Uh, well, for me, the, the knife that I made for Aaron, that's my bird and trout model. That's just the name I gave it. Gotcha. Um, okay. that knife, depending on handles is going to go about two twenty five. Um, and then you can work your way up, you know, up to $500 if you want like a chopper or something big and stupid that you're probably never going to use. Gotcha. <laughs> but you know what? It completes the kitchen set. And if you have a happy wife, you have a happy life. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. Choppers in the, the kitchen, kitchen, baby. Chopper. You know what? I always pronounce it wrong. Unus. Unus. I want one of those for my house. I've always thought. I see them all the time. Can you make those? Yeah, I've I've never made one of those, but my wife has asked me to make her one, and uh, it hasn't happened yet. It's just a crazy. I was at a good friend's house. He's a he's a. It's an amazing whitetail place he has, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he used in his kitchen. He did everything with it. I mean, he cut. I watched him cut bacon. I watched him cut garlic. I mean. I'm really? trying to think of what else. Just everything. Yeah. He, it came with a little plate and, and it was all one thing. And you just rock that thing back and forth and it just minced everything up. It was great. That's wow. it, man. That's the that's the Alaska Inuit knife. That's kind of their staple. They used it for fleshing, skinning. That's the baby steel knife, actually. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I expect to see David offering one of those in the next little bit. between <laughs> <laughs> A custom Ulu's are pretty penny. I don't know, Ryan. I mean, those are no. we're a couple of thousands of dollars for them. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure we're not. I'm sure we're not. I, hey, now you're. It depends on the uh, the pine cone handle, Ulu. That'll be your signature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pine cone. Ooh, Ooh, you can make it say American Outdoors Custom. You know, put our put our company on it. There you go. That's. I'm I'm selling them for you already. That's Perfect. it. Aaron, you're my, when it comes to prices, Aaron, you're on my team, not his. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure oh. you're going to want one of these knives, too. Let's work with me, not against me here. If David keeps uh, keeps me antagonized the way he does with knives, I'm going to end up with a separate backpack just carrying blades into the hill. <laughs> but, no, it's definitely growing. David's a great guy. He always has yeah. options. He's working. And that's the whole point. It's custom. Um, they're, they're as unique as the people that carry them. And everyone has a need for them. Uh, there'd be great options for someone like Ryan at running at the Whitetail Ranch in Indiana right now. There's going to be a great one for the tree stand guy uh, in South Salem, New York. Then there, you have me out in the back country or the back 40 carrying certain options. So that's just why I love custom knives so much. They're they're an individual that's looking for a particular item to, to complete a particular task. So, so if somebody yeah. wants to just look at browse your – I mean – stuff you've done in the past your facebook your website where do you where would a guy go to find you so i i have instagram and that's a dna custom llc um i don't have a website um because i do have a full-time job and i don't want to get too many orders where i would have to tell somebody they have to wait six months really 
Yeah, get, that's. Do you, that's do, you, do you are you do you current? I mean, just off of your Instagram, do you get that busy though? Where you're telling? I mean, you got a waiting list, or mm. is, it, is it holidays? I mean, does it just seasonal? Um, definitely around the holidays, things pick up quite a bit. Uh, m- most of my business is word of mouth. Gotcha. Well, um, you make a good product. I mean, people are going to want to buy it. Yeah. That's definitely it right there. Yeah, he's not. I, I think some people that do stuff 24-7, they just come so monotonous in it that it's kind of his relief. He didn't have to do it if he didn't want to. So I feel like people in that category, you really get a well-enveloped product, if you will. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a labor of love. That's gotcha. it. That's the best part. But yeah, I mean – the knives to me are just uh, some of the best that I've handled in the field. And everybody that knows me knows that I've had, I've had all the top ones. The price points are right on there with every other custom maker that uh, semi custom and above. So just some awesome material you can pick and choose and we'll have to someday get one into Ryan's hands here. But um, what, what other questions are you thinking, Ryan? You, you're so good at going down the rabbit hole. I, just I know. It. Well, it sounds generic, but I always hit the who, what, where, why, whens, just like I was taught in school when you write a book. <laughs> the topic. Well, it, it's true, though. I mean, I can get so much information. Sometimes it sounds like I'm methodical about it, but I do. I mean, I just I want to when we when we talk to people, we want to hear your story, but we want the listeners to hear your story in a fact that they get all the details. And that's the best way to do it. So that's why I literally, I keep a sheet of paper and I take notes the whole time everybody talks and I just, <laughs> who, what, where, why, when. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Instagram, DNA Custom, LLC, um, do they just message you? Is there a phone number? Like, yep, um, they can message me. Some people just want to go through Instagram. Otherwise, I always offer my phone number. Um, gotcha. I'm always happy to talk to whoever and yep. figure out exactly what they want but no facebook page no facebook i used to have facebook i got rid of it instagram just seemed easier instagram's really? the future I mean, ryan i'm telling I, you I brother i'm i just i'm not very good at it if I we mean, have I, you on there we could show you some fine pine cone handles at the moment actually i'm going to get on i want to i want you to send me when we're done i want you to send me a picture of a pine cone handled knife oh, no just, problem I can't, I can't get over it. Like to me, that is the, you know what I want? I tell you what I want is I want a knife with no point. You know, the, you know, the skin and the, they call them, I think they call them skinners. You know zipper. where it's literally the whole, uh, no, no. The whole front is a, a knife. It's completely round. So you can tuck it in there and cut. There's no oh, point. Who, who made that? That was a uh, knives of Alaska. I, th- I think it was called the muskrat. They, yes. But yes. that's not the one I want. I want an. I've seen custom ones made an adult version of that. That's just a little knife that they make. That knife's the last one. That's. It's too small for my hand. I yep. want one the size of what I currently use, but I just want a round knife. It, it's it's great for skinning. Um, you know, with no point, you can't hardly gut with it or anything. It's just. Yep. I want one, and the only way I would, man, I get one made of pine cone. <laughs> i'm hey. tracking you now i know exactly what you're talking about it's like a cleaver where the 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 nose of the blade is actually rounded in the u uh, shape and sharp yeah yep. yeah so you can like i've seen guys i've seen guys use them 
for skinning beavers and skinning muskrats and, and actual like a, a fur guy's using them because they do never have a problem. They don't cut through the hide ever. Man, yep. see, for me, I wouldn't be diligent enough. I'd give it a pat job and I'd be like, sorry. I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, that's, uh, come on. <laughs> you caught that, did you? Oh. Hey, I will tell you this. Everybody, and I don't care who you are, everybody cuts a hide. Everybody. Everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> so does that price, your, just your, your basic, your 225s, does that come with a sheath, or is that strictly the knife? The sheath is extra. That, that will – in, unless you want a very involved sheath, yes, that does come with a sheath. Okay, okay. So the other place they can see your stuff, though, is if they go to at Braze West Outdoors on um, Instagram as well, they can go through Aaron and see some of the stuff you've done as well, it sounds like. Yeah. And we'll we'll put something on our page, too. We'll kind of – we'll get something out there so everybody can see what you're doing. Um, we need to talk to you about our giveaway program through AmericanOutdoorsClub.com. We do we do weekly giveaways and then we do a big something once a month for all club members. So I just gave away a three day trip to um, Rustic Creek Outdoors for an archery hunt. Wow! We yeah, gave yeah. away that last Sunday to one of our. It's randomly done through the system. It just picks a guy. Uh, Cole Winholtz won it this this week. Yeah, so, we'll have to get David on the uh, the American yeah. Outdoors Club because that's actually a membership. Like we said, it's ten bucks a month. You can get entered to win. It's your, it's a uh, Ryan's whole own website and his uh, background from the intro, as everyone knows, is he owns multiple outfitter services, um, owner of the American Outdoors Club, so a big name in the industry, and that would be awesome. But, yeah, we're going to – someday here soon enough, I've been talking with David on the side. I'm going to get him out with some knife rolls, and I'm going to uh, guide David in Kansas on some hunts, and I think we can talk Mr. Ingle King into coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even there right now. I'm sitting in Indiana. We've been We've been cutting trees for the new place here. They raise deer now. We're going to do a – we'll do a segment, a nice podcast on um, the Stewart Creek Outfitters where the home of the rock. He's 300-inch, year-and-a-half-old white-tailed deer. That's wow. what I was telling David. He's really into um, kind of homesteading and farming animals and critters yeah. and whatnot like that. And I was like, man, Ryan is a genius on uh, what it takes to provide animals with proper feed and nutrition and what you can get back from it, and I am not. So it's there. It's there. You know, we got another we got a guy we're gonna have a we'll do a podcast with too. Um Evan with he owns uh it's called Mass XL. It's a supplemental feed that you use and, and a attractant and all that stuff. Cause one of the things and not to turn away from knives that I'm learning more and more about is the restrictions from state to state right now on baiting, feeding. Uh, supplements that you're allowed to do because of CWD. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I'm from Michigan where we could run feeders. I'm in Kansas. You can run feeders in Indiana. You can't hunt within 150 yards. I think it is. It's, it's crazy. It's a totally different world and you got to adapt to those things. And we'll, we'll have a little, uh, a little podcast with Evan and some of these other guys and talk about that, but sorry, not to, not to get away off track from your knives. It's just, the <laughs> things I've the things that we learn, I'm telling you guys, I always say it. Education is power. You know, the more, you know, the, the more dangerous you are. 
That's it. That's it. Yeah. Now, we always tend to hit a few rabbit holes. That's kind of what it's about. It's just three dudes talking on the line about some experiences and things and where they lead. It all coincides. Like I said, David started out with some hunting knives, and that's what made me fall in love with them. But I, I truly, I mean, anything else in there? I, I'd really like to find out. One, my my last final question is: What is your favorite knife you've ever used? I'm going to ask the hard I one. Yes. Ooh. I beat him to it. I beat him to it. He did. My, I did. My favorite knife I ever made. Um, and who has it? <laughs> I definitely still own it. Oh. <laughs> um, I made a uh, a chopper. It's it's a lightweight chopper, and I and it's actually made out of AEBL as well. And I have had more fun with this thing, just hacking down brush whacking into trees doing all kinds of stuff with it i i have more hours on that thing than any other knife okay so not when you say chopper that's not like a kitchen i i just envisioned kitchen so what is a chopper oh, explain that it, it's um the, the blade of it is kind of like a kukri how it has that big recurve to it um but it's it's lightweight like a machete gotcha um and I have put this thing through its paces. That sounds like if any you guys remember that movie Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold. Oh gosh. Is that that's what I envision he's talking about is the guys had the things they threw. <laughs> the, the, the deal, man. This is some uh, underbrush, you know, clearing your shooting lane yeah. through your white tails. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's a chainsaw running expert, so he understands. <laughs> he, he really is. Don't let him fool you. That guy can pull oh some trees. Oh. So he's into I'm that whole market. You, I'm telling you, I don't want to see. I got about two more weeks on a chainsaw, and I don't want to see a chainsaw for a long time. So what, what David's <laughs> saying is he's going to get you a chopper, and you'll be able to put the chainsaw away. It's all uh, arm-operated, so get the fuel. It'll yep. be that good. <laughs> so that's your favorite. So what's your most common piece? I mean, um, other than chef's knives, my most common knife is um, is becoming the burden trout knife, the one that Aaron has, and yeah. um, and my four inch hunting knife, which is uh, it's 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 got a very classic look to it, and um, guys love that one. Hmm. That's like the grandpa took you hunting buck look of a traditional whitetail belt knife. It's real, real classic and aesthetical. You know those classic designs I, I've described yeah. that one as. And I, I do, I, I do tend to favor drop points more than clip points. Um, just in my experience, I've never truly enjoyed a clip point knife, so I, I always kind of drop that tip down okay. just a little bit. So, so for everybody listening. Why don't you explain the difference? So your the classic knife that I'm assuming most people know is the Buck Model 110 folder. It's got the the two brass caps on it. That's a clip point blade where the tip of the blade trails up and you get a point to it and you also get some belly. Okay. Um, where a drop point is the spine of the knife uh, as it gets towards the tip drops down to meet the edge and uh, you get a sturdier tip. Gotcha. More, more okay. of a spear, more of a spear shape, if you will, for yes. a, yeah. for, for a yeah. visual. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. No, I I think about those things, and I always remember not every. You know, we have a lot of listeners, 
and some of them are just people who enjoy listening and others are people who are diehards like us. And I try to remember that and not everybody knows, you know, we talk about it like it's just general tongue, but they're like, what the heck? I get phone calls every once in a while from people. You talked about this in your podcast. What, what, did, what did that mean? So, <laughs> yeah. So sorry, I'm not dumbing it down for, we just have to sometimes for people. So no worries, Absolutely. but that's cool. So uh, Aaron took my question. So that's it. That's it. I'm just trying to think of uh, anything else that we need to know about DNA custom knives. Um, I, I think we covered the basics for now. You know, yeah. if any of your listeners has any questions, I'm always happy to talk yeah. to whoever. So, well, Nate, like I say, you're on Instagram. Aaron's on Instagram. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We have a website. So we'll get some information out there about you guys. And um, that way, when people want to find it, they can go to AmericanOutdoorsClub.com, you know, Brave West Outdoors on Instagram, American Outdoors on Instagram, DNA Custom Knives on Instagram. Oh, that, that was something I was going to ask you. DNA Custom Knives or DNA Customs oh, LLC? DNA Custom LLC. So why not DNA Custom Knives LLC? Do you make other things? I have, but oh, okay. nothing nothing that I really sell. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just curious if there was a reason. Yep. So, yeah. so I'm trying to come up with a concluding comment or question, and Aaron burned me on mine. I, I had know, that's down good. on my paper. I was on the tip of my toes today. I was like, man, the co-host is going to get to step up a little bit. I'm going to have to make it count. But uh, I just want to say, you know, that knives are, they're the most uh, primitive, essential tool, you know, of any equipment you'll carry into the woods for any of us out there in our walk of life, whatever we're doing outdoors, that 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 knife is probably the most prevalent in any kit, you know, um, and that you, you kind of get what you pay for and you look into those things and take a take a deeper look into what you want. But yeah, that's that's in my yeah. eyes, in my opinion, that's that's the most essential. Number one, what what knife am I taking? Because there's always going to be one in my pocket, every purpose, everywhere, every day. And so that's, yep. that's really good to have David on and talk about some of this stuff and get some info out there. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I'll never forget. So Dan Arndt, when I moved to Kansas, good friend, taught me about muzzle loading and, and just some other things about Kansas. And he always said, with rifles, if you buy a $250 rifle, that's fine. But you better put a $500 scope on it, right? Yep. Because it don't matter how good you can shoot if you can't see it. So that goes to knives just the same. I don't yep. care if you if you spend $2,000 on this rifle and you got Sitka gear and Swarovski binoculars and you're just decked out in everything and then you're carrying around a pocket knife you bought from a box store. So you kill an elk and you got to quarter this thing out, right? And you skimp on, <laughs> and then you skimp on your knife. It ruins your hunt, and a bear's going to eat it that night. Instead, <laughs> you go get it. But but it's true. I mean, it you know it's true. So you're better off just go get a good knife, buy a nice custom knife from from David here, or you know, there's other guys out there. But I mean, I assume you ship, you mail, you do all that. So yep. get a good custom knife from a guy. And then when that elk's down, make your life easier. Make yep. your make your life easier. Make it where you're not sharpening it. You're not digging through your backpack because you shot it at last light. I mean, there's it, it just goes back to the whole scope and rifle thing. I mean, 
good lord we don't wear crappy boots for a reason so don't carry a crappy knife yep and i i'm telling you now you want to watch something entertaining come out to the ranch and just watch people who are i don't want to say even beginners guys that have been doing it for a long time show up and the some of them have excellent gear and some of them have the they'll, they'll have sitka gear on and they'll have a piece of crap pocket knife they're trying to gut an animal with it's like yeah. i mean yeah. that, it's such a tool it's a tool and it's such a vital tool for what we're doing Don't isn't it funny isn't it yep. funny where people are put their money over others it's like i can kill something in a plaid shirt um and have quality gear and be happy versus one or the other you know it's like kind of get your priorities in line if you will yeah. yep so, i just don't envision you shooting something in a plaid shirt though just for the record <laughs> you I mean, didn't see me wear, and i just oh. don't see you wearing a plaid shirt <laughs> well it's gonna that, that's how it's gonna happen then well like i said i, I can't wait i want to get david out there i'm gonna yeah. guide him on a hunt for you in kansas and uh i'm gonna be wearing a plaid shirt suspenders <laughs> and then we're gonna bring you a pine cone handled knife that's what I'm, t- I'm telling you you got me thinking about the pine cone knife that just sounds it almost sounds like it has a burl look to it it's Am cooler right? than it sounds it's yep, so much it- cooler it, it it has almost a skeletal design. You'll I'll send you a picture. Yeah. So You'll tell like me. It. Okay. So just so I'm, is it a real pine cone or just it, the casting of a pine cone? It's a real pine cone. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. This is Mother <laughs> Nature, Ryan. Yeah, right. the real deal. Well, any concluding thoughts, Aaron? Anything else? No, I was I was glad to have David on. Like I said, I think we had a great talk. We hit enough rabbit holes and kind of just pout around a bit. And uh, we'll go from there. That was the American Outdoors for tonight. DNA Customs LLC, um, Brave West Outdoors. And we're going to be doing it again. Okay. Appreciate you coming on, David. And we'll uh, we'll get a knife squared away, okay? Thank you very much. All right. Take this care, has been man. a lot of fun. You too.